Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to a least traditional dish of the shit show, because we have the internet's biggest crush, my biggest crush, the newsletter's biggest crush, Belle, on the mic with us today. Oh. Belle, hi. Hi. So gorgeous to be here. Before we were um, recording, I was laughing that last time we recorded... Uh, a feature with me. I had just eaten some Christmas like popping yes! chocolate candy. The put the magical elves, everyone. Do you remember? And I don't know if we talked about it on mic, but her voice. Worst thing one could possibly oh. take before going on the mic. Social suicide. So um, <laughs> the, the elves have been cast aside. Yes, and here we are. The elves um, aren't in the room with us yeah. right now. <laughs> it is like nearly April, so you'd hope that they were gone anyway. No, but. I'm sure there's like magical popping Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, light me on fire. I'm such a Grinch. <laughs> just get it away. We were actually saying right before we got on mic, we were just going to pick our personalities um, before we got on here because I was like, I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a cynical bitch today. I feel like there's a bit of female rage happening. Belle, you? Yeah, you're going to be cynical bitch Female rage. And mine was like a weird fusion of chill girl meets female rage. Riddle me that. And and look, maybe by the end of this podcast, we'll understand what that looks like because you will have have shown us how to be chill and ragey. Yeah. Or we'll just turn the ship around and leave on like an enlightened gorge note, which is a vision anyway. and, And so that is what we shall try to do by the yeah. end of this podcast because we want you even if we are not feeling good at times yeah. we want you <laughs> to feel good i'm actually also obsessed with the female energy that's come to the shit show today it's been a long time since the shit show has been hosted by two women oh i'm obsessed i'm obsessed do we too. also need to talk about something that's a bit of an elephant in the room what our matching outfit. Oh my god! I was like, oh, she's here to throw me under the bus like, already. <laughs> so Belle and I do this thing often. We're actually like most days in the office. We work in the same office block together, and we will both wear either the exact same outfits or very complementary outfits. And almost every time we do it, someone will comment. Um, on the outfits that we're wearing. And today we've gone for one of our favourite colour combos as a collective Mm because we do most things in sync without knowing. (laughs) And we're sort of watermeloning it today with pink and green. I'm pink on the bottom and green on the top and Belle's pink on the top, green on the bottom. (laughs) Our um, wonderful producer Sam just said that Belle was channeling Cosmo and Wanda from the Fairly Odd Parents, which is like... If you could picture us right now, maybe I'll post a photo on the close friends, which you should all be um, a part of. If you're listening to this and you love shit you care about, 
First of all, I would beg of you to become a paid supporter of the media that you love because it lets us keep doing this. But second of all, it gives you access to like the unhinged side of our Instagram, like the secret side of our Instagram, which is very cool. The close friends where we post behind the scenes of all of this fun stuff. And there'll be much more of me and Belle to come on the close <laughs> friends. Like we can't even tell you how much more, but a lot more. Oh my God, just strap in. Strap in. I feel like, yeah, the watermeloning, which is honestly a verb I'm going to take through uh, the rest of the week and see if it kind of picks up and gets yep. traction and obviously goes viral but <laughs> obviously everything we do is obviously goes viral <laughs> obviously makes mainstream news agendas all around the world uh but you'll be able to see if you <laughs> this is losing i'm losing my mind what am i learning? obviously the goal of everything is to go viral <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the effect of watermeloning is like it feels just kind of joyous. It feels joyous and it feels refreshing. Yeah, like because a gorge, like Cosmo cocktail. Yeah, like a watermelon, some would say. <laughs> you crack it open, there's yeah. sweetness inside. Oh, like 4pm you know. on a mi- midweek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, I feel like sometimes Belle and I get into this space where we both have very similar brains and vibes and then we'll be talking and it'll make complete sense to us and often not complete sense to, I wanted mm. to say to the user. Well, you're not like users, you're listeners. <laughs> um, so sorry if that was all lost on you, but just start saying watermeloning like anywhere, mm. in any circumstance, yeah. one would say. Yeah. I have to do another plug. First plug was for close friends, which now you're all a part of, done, tick, off the list. Second, you've heard me talk about it maybe. Maybe you haven't because you don't listen to Culture Vulture, and you should. That wasn't the plug, though. Um, We have a new podcast that we're launching. It's all about breakups. It's using all of the stories that you've been sending me over the past few months. It's um, very much informed by you, which has been just so, like, gorgeous to get to know some of your stories a bit better and also great because I don't have to constantly come on here and talk about my issues. Um, It's called On The Feels. It's a new breakup podcast. It's brought to you by Love Better. And we're dropping that into our Culture Vulture feed. So jump over there, subscribe to Culture Vulture, and start listening to some breakup traumas and how we get through them. I thought just to jump in and validate you because... um so it was obviously a great hobby of mine. <laughs> what, to validate me or to go through a breakup? <laughs> oh, my God, too close to the bone, both. But I wish I had, like I'm genuinely not saying this, guidance on how to go through that shit when I was younger because holy yeah. God, it's just <laughs> Holy most- God, wherever <laughs> she is, it is just impossible to know what to do. It is, and like I talk about this a lot in the Chimes and the No News is Good News Newsy in my life in general, which is just like the life-savingness of my female friends going through breakups. But yeah. I feel like now the conversation is at a point where we can just like universally accept that they're horrific things and yeah. maybe examine our behavior in more like clean and sort of level ways yeah also sort of laugh at the futility of it yeah and learn how to radically accept that sometimes people are just gonna wrong you yeah and unfortunately that's something that we have to deal with in this life totally um i forgot to mention that who the fuck bell is because i just assume (laughs) that you will know because i'm in i'm in communication with bell like all day every day and so i just assume that 
everyone else is, even though you're not. <laughs> so Belle writes our wonderful weekly column. Belle chimes in um, every Wednesday in the Daily Newsletter, and she writes the Sunday Newsletter, No News is Good News, which is beloved by the Cisco family because it's just very like you want to sit down with your coffee and learn some rules for life that no one asked for but that Belle will give you. So again, if you're a Cisco supporter, you get that, you get the close friends, you get my diary edition, you get an insight into our lives that maybe you don't want, maybe you do, you get it. So <laughs> you should come and be a part of all of that because it's fun. Heavy endorse, heavy endorse. Heavy endorse, heavy plus signs all round. Belle, huge intro from the female rages oh. this week. <laughs> huge intro. And, and I wonder if the band is going to come up at any point okay. in this. Okay, like I didn't want to, but it also has to. And I think <laughs> it also has to. Okay, first, before we get into the band, What's, at least this is what it's to do with. What is the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week or in real life, whatever you want? Can you imagine if I somehow made that about the band? <laughs> um, the weirdest thing I saw was my memories popped up and about seven months ago <laughs> I saw that we actually won Battle of the Bands. Here we are. We've just made it about the band. Oh, my God. My quick band story is that after we performed our award-winning set... <laughs> God! Okay, full disclosure, everyone. I actually didn't realise Belle had a band story to bring. Yeah, this is completely off script. I'm I'm sorry, and I'll make it happen really quick. But um, my friend was in the crowd and she took a video of our band performing and she sent it to me and she was like, if you if you ever, when you go, when you date again, you have to play this on your first date. (laughs) The video? Yeah. And so about a month ago, I was on a date, RIP, and <laughs> I bought it up. What did you say? There's something I need to get off my chest. I am in an award-winning I, band. I just need to say that we are in a public place, <laughs> and what might happen, I have no control over it. But fans may approach me, and you need to know why. Here's a fucking video that someone took on their phone half drunk of me on the conga drums cool eh it is really uh, to be honest I'm actually sure that floored them and then they ran away because they were they were too impressed intimidated that's the story I'm going to tell and carry on for the rest of my life Um, but I just thought that you would appreciate that and the (laughs) the devout listeners of the band who have never heard us perform uh, will be heavily invested in (laughs) that story I love that like everyone on every podcast has heard so much about this fucking band one day, I actually think I should play a little snippet of one of our songs or something. Oh, mm. if you become a Cisco supporter, maybe the close yeah, friends will get that. Close friends, close friends might yeah. get that. That's yeah. good. But did you see anything weird on the internet? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back to it's the fine. main agenda. This is a TikTok trend I've sort of witnessed over the last month. So yeah. I don't want to sound. I want to be like open about. It's probably outdated now, but it made me laugh so much, which is. People, like, filming B-roll content of them, like, looking really chill, kind of everyday content, um, out of fear that if they died, there's, like, not enough content about them to to feel like their funeral, like... I was going to say playlist, movie, slideshow. No board. (laughs) And I saw this when I was like deep in the horrors of being really sick. And I live alone. Yeah. So like when I get really sick, I have these like horror visions of (laughs) dying. And someone like 
like my neighbors being like, weird that we haven't heard like Sex in the City reruns yeah. being played through the wall recently. Like, is she alive? And there not being enough like hilarious, captivating, stunning content of my life to play at, the fu- at my funeral. So I just thought it was this like very funny trend of people filming themselves just like laughing and smiling and like going about their day and like <laughs> adding really- it to a folder. <laughs> It's all like in case of emergency. No, but that is actually like not the worst idea because you know, like you don't want your worst photo of you that you always hated, but your parents or whoever's avenging you. I'm so sorry to take it here. Um, like, not that it's about when you're dead. Not you? that it, not oh that my. when you're dead, you're caring about your selfies. But I will say that. Um, based on us being alive in the shit you should care about universe, I don't think there'll be any lack of... Well, <laughs> there'll be audio and there'll be written content of us. Oh, thank God. I think it, it's... <laughs> why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of spoke to me about, like, how obsessed we are with, like, capturing our lives properly in the way we want others to see. And yeah. the total reverse of that being, like, I also just want normie content of me, like, messing yep. around in my life. Because people should see that not everything's a highlight reel. So the B-roll, yeah. the B-roll of life is actually good, good, net good. Okay, new idea, bring back the B-roll. Bring back the B-roll. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's actually what people started doing with photo dumps on yes, Instagram, which hardcore. I was into. Like, I'm I into was, that. Yeah, okay, I'm into it. This I don't want to take a swipe at any of the fans out there. Yeah. But what I, like, there's a real indie trend of, like, a photo dump, but they're, like, blurry, don't make yeah. sense. It's the corner of a car bonnet. Yeah. It's like, what are you trying to tell me with this? You see the world in What's a way I'll the metaphor? never understand. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, but I think it's just that, you know, you want to feel a part of something. You want to feel in. So, like, the point mm. of it is that you get it. Yeah. The point of it is that you've just outed that you don't. Yeah. Belle. Oh, my God. Okay. Hot take. Sue I'm me. uncool. No. I don't understand what your road cone, like, <laughs> corner of a road cone snap means in the grand scheme of things. But, like, for some people, not us. Not us. Not everything has to have a meaning. Correct. For us, every fucking thing. The fact that we're dressed in pink and meaning, green and we've meaning. had to turn it into watermeloning. Yeah. Anyway, my what weirdest you, thing. Yeah, over to you. Enough about me and my weird photo dump montage. Well, my weirdest thing is actually kind of a weird thing. I posted about it on Instagram yesterday and wrote about it in the newsletter. Um, Florida wants to ban people talking about periods. Which is just like it's actually unfortunately not that weird from Florida. Mm. It's just so there's like legislation that hasn't gone through, but people, Republican people, want it to go through where basically it's like to tackle the anti woke agenda, no talking about like sex or sexual health. And then someone asked, sorry, this is not very factual for you all, but I've written about it and posted about it and now I'm talking about it. What more can you Between one of them, you can find some facts. There's a video of a woman asking, oh, does this include, like, talking about periods? Like, is that banned from grades 6 through to 12? And then the guy, Republican rep Stan McLean, said, yes, yes. Talking about periods, talking about sex, talking about STIs, talking about anything that, like, you might be interested in that age and, like, you need to talk about. Like, I just don't think we need to get on here and say why that's weird or wrong. Like, it feels like, oh, holy shit, that is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. It feels like a Margaret Atwood novel, like a scene out of a Margaret Atwood novel. It's just... It's 
It's just, and it's just weird. It's like unfathomable that that's life. It's unfathomable that in the states, like access to abortion was repealed. Like all of yeah. this shit. I feel like we report on it every day. It's happening every day, but it still feels like. Quite fittingly, it just feels like there's this constant crisis going on that's made us all numb to all these crises, which is actually mm. what we've got Bell in here, on here, on this mic, however we want to say it, and to talk about today. A crisis expert. A cri- <laughs> our crisis expert. <laughs> so Bell does this thing in the office that we work in, um, and it's called Limelight Sessions, and it's where... She gathers up the trends of the moment, which unfortunately are moving at the speed of light. So it's a very hard and very useful job, but <laughs> it's not the easiest job in the world for you. Gives me huge anxiety, just need to add. And if it's pushed out a week, you're sort of like, oh my God, are all my slides um, out of date? It's like buying fast fashion and yeah. then it arrives, like it's delivered to your house and yeah. it's out of fashion before you not, can even wear it. But no. it's worse because it's intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worse because everyone's going to think you're an idiot. No, and so Val, <laughs> I happen to be in the office on this one day when Belle was presenting. Did a gorgeous job, oh, by the stop. way, Belle. You always do. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you talked about was dun, 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 <laughs> the perma-crisis mm. or being in a state of perma-crisis or I'm not really sure what um, the correct way of saying that is. But when I heard you talking about it, I just felt like between you and I, our favourite thing in the world to do is give words to things that don't have words or give words to feelings that we otherwise can't give words to, hence <laughs> watermeloning, hence phoenixing, phoenixing. hence lemonying, hence everything yeah. that we do. And life quest. Yeah, <laughs> the, life, the life quest, hence everything. So when Belle gave this word for the constant state of crisis that we're in, I was like, holy fuck, please write about that for us. And please talk about that with me on a podcast. So, first of all, Belle, I think it's very imp for the people to know. <laughs> hate, <laughs> hate the shortened, important imp is, to imp. imp Imp's on, yuck. It's only email. And imp, I know. even then. Imp and email, everyone tells me it's yuck. And yeah. for some reason, that makes me just double down a little harder. You love doing that. Love to double down on something cringe. It's the feminine rage. It's the feminine rage. It's me being cynical, everyone that hates imp. So, anyway, <laughs> Belle, very imp that you give us a bit of a definition yeah. of perma crisis. It is like we need to write a dictionary for people to be able to listen to oh, us, right? I know. Walk into our brain. Let's just go with it. <laughs> our brain. Like, we've got our one. Brain. A twin brain. It's like when couples get like super petrifying and they're like our thoughts on that no Uh, no, our stance on this okay anyway okay sorry we'll be here all day hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> so permacrisis, this came up for me researching uh, the aforementioned presentation. Um, and it was actually Colin's Dictionary Word of the Year last year. Okay, quick interlude already yeah. oh. don't know how i missed that like 
I don't know how I missed that, but I think it's because there's like the Oxford word oh, of the year, how the blah blah color of the year, the blah blah word. Yeah. There's so many words of the years, yes. which is fair enough because there's a lot of words. Yeah. In the world. Okay, but, this is a whole side trend of like the word, the year wrapped in one yeah, word. I know. Like, oh, God, we could be here forever. <laughs> um, but back to PC, which is what we're going to use shorthand for a perma crisis. Okay, okay, PC. <laughs> and we're going to be very un PC probably when we're. Oh, yeah, we're just going to channel my feminine rage into this. But. Basically, a permacrisis means that um, refers to an extended period of instability and insecurity, especially one resulting from a series of catastrophic events. So when I read this, I was just like, oh my fucking God, because I feel like we're in this state at the moment and I don't want to project here where it's just like... Will my house stand up in this wind? Oh, my God, the pandemic. Are we, like, over it? No, we're still processing it. Is there a new one? What is work now? Why is everyone breaking up? Um, uh, The war in Ukraine. Like, how every day I give up and it's just, like, another level of chaos to kind of process and how can I coexist with all of this chaos going on and still have meaning in my life and not live in the state of what the hell is going to happen next. So when I landed on this word, it felt like it opened a door to a, like, way of understanding things. Yeah, and, like, in its most basic terms, the way when Balfour said it, it was like, it is just that we are permanently in a crisis Mm. or in many Mm. and... Like, yeah, you do feel insecure. You do feel unstable. You don't know, you know, for a lot of people, where your next paycheck's coming from. Or the supply chains, like, when can I get jib for my house? Like, I don't know, there's just these big and there's little and there's just everything everywhere all at once, which feels like, yeah, we're just, how do we make sense of this? How do we keep being normal people? Yeah. And I feel like there will come a point where you'll help us with that maybe in this chat (laughs) (laughs) where you solve the perma crisis for everyone no and I think as well like what it did for me was make sense of like a base level of I would say anxiety that we're all living yes. now, off, living from, living with. Living now. off? <laughs> like, it's kind of what's pushing me to get out of bed is this, yeah. like, oh, wake up, heart beating out of your chest, like, fuck, okay. Yeah, and, like, I've just spent the last couple of weeks getting photos from friends um, from my hometown in Hooks Bay of their family homes just up to their roofs in silt. Mm. And you're just like, how, like, resilience, resilience, resilience. I'm so fucking sick of hearing it. Yep. Like, how do I have energy levels and hope and joy and yep. like, can still experience life in its fullness when all of this is going on? And it does feel like that tweet that you always see sort of going around that's, like, been said a million times, but I'll say it again. Like, it's just we're sick of living in unprecedented times. Oh. Like, where are the precedented times? <laughs> but it is like it does – feel like this is life now, yes. you know, that we need to be able to find ways to cope with new shit happening to us every time we open the news app yes. or the Cisco newsletter or whatever. I thought it would be helpful if I just listed, maybe it's completely unhelpful, actually, if I just listed a few of the things, <laughs> a few of the crises <laughs> that you may have experienced. That you may have experienced. Not and along, if so. Me literally being like, this is the most unhelpful thing I can do. It will end good. That's it will what, end. Yeah. It will end. Hopefully, in watermeloning. In watermeloning. Um, so obviously, we had the pandemic, and then we have these define on that. Sorry, <laughs> define that. We have the <laughs> pandemic, and then there's been this thing after the pandemic where every single and this may be fairly so, maybe unfairly so. I'm not sure. Every single um new 
virus or new bacteria or new thing that can spread or looks like it's spreading becomes a catastrophe in people's heads and in the media. And, you know, like we had this one huge pandemic, which now makes every little new illness or thing feel like, holy shit, is this the next dot, mm. dot, dot. Oh and gosh, so totally. that's, for me, that's the prolonged. Like, obviously, there's people that are still dealing with the effects of the pandemic and immunocompromised people still are like, I have to wear a fucking mask everywhere yeah, and no one else yeah, is anymore. Yeah. So the real effects for them are still, like, very notable. Oh, but And not to trivi- trivialise that, but is it, like, sequel anxiety? Yeah, is it is. like, a good way to think yeah. about it? Like, oh, my God, the first one was so fucking yeah. bad. What next? And I think it's a trauma response a lot of people have when they go through something super gnarly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I never want to go through that yes. again. I'm afraid of feeling any feeling similar to that because that's so triggering of, yep. like, what I've been through. You can't possibly tell me there's going to be something worse. Exactly. It's like I have friends that have health anxiety after yeah. it and it's like they or they already had health anxiety because they'd felt so shit for so long that they're like, well, this is just going to happen again and again yeah. and I live my life sort of half because I'm scared of it. And and also that's like fucking fair enough. So, yeah, we had the pandemic, climate disaster. We're just in climate um, sort of hell. <laughs> um, but in saying that, not to already get into the positive side of things, but just the the brains that are on this thing, like the Duncan and I have talked on the shit show about like nuclear energy and fusion, being able to emit more energy than what you're using to create it. Like there are some hopeful things yes. in the climate space because I do often want to be careful about spreading climate doom. Yes. Oh, my God, so much so. And, and not to be like, oh, it's sunny today. It means it's all good. But there's also something about like, undeniable proof now Mm. up until Mm. this point arguably i know this is like not a fully signed sealed argument but like it's basically indisputable to deny climate change a hundred percent i think for the last 10 years like particularly governments and political leaders have gotten away with like oh no it might not be a record high since 1956 (laughs) it's like fucking show me where there is no evidence and so i'm taking that as a positive because I'm hoping it's, like, helped a swing vote and, yeah. like, t- tipped other, like, climate deniers or people on the mm. fence over the edge where it's just, like, your friends have lost yeah. their home to a climate disaster. Yes. Stop voting against this now. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully we can spend less time educating people that it's happening and oh. more time educating people on, like, how to either reverse it or find new ways of doing things that are yeah. going to, like, put the fucking brakes on us yeah. ruining the planet. Yeah. I um, do not want to be in a wine bar mansplaining climate change no. to anyone again. <laughs> no, neither do I. Um, and kind of on that, and back to the sequel anxiety, is yeah. um, just, like, environmental disaster after yeah. environmental disaster. I mean, even just at, in our home here, up here in Tamaki Makoto, and then down in Bell's home in Hawke's Bay specifically, we had floods and then about, like, huge floods, devastating floods. And then two weeks later, we had a cyclone mm. that further devastated the regions. And then now, even even for me, every time, like, a downpour happens, <gasps> yeah. I'm like – could this be, like, how's this going to affect the buses and the trains and yeah. all these things that I never, ever thought about before we had these catastrophes. Yeah. And so there is just obvious. And then there's 
there's earthquakes happening more and more frequently and it feels like volcanoes are erupting and actual natural disasters that either it's because we're more connected now than ever, so I Mm. just know about them more. Yes. But you can't help but feel like, you know, they're popping up (laughs) more and more. So there's that. Cost of living. Cost of living is fucked. Need I say more? (laughs) Need we say more? Egg crises. Egg crises. My friends and I are calling it the age of austerity where where we're like, oh, we'd love to, you know, like go out for a wine tonight. Instead, come over and we'll drink a bowl of Fat Bird for international listeners. That's about $7 bowl of bottom of the barrel. Who knows what? Who knows what? Could we even call it wine? I'm not sure. Petrol infused grapes. (laughs) Well, we can't even afford petrol. So I'm just like, it wouldn't even be that infused. It's too expensive. Yeah. So cost of living... Um, I mean, I'm I'm a renter. I'll probably a housing Christ. I'll probably yeah. never own a own a home. Um, and there's lots of people that could never even imagine owning a home and 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 finding a home. There was a yeah. period, and again, people have it a lot worse off than me. But there was a period this year where I literally didn't have a place to live. I was on someone's couch, and I was like, I can pay. Yeah. I can show you great references. Yeah. Like, I'm very friendly, and I got turned down from about... a tiny bit of female rage, but other than yeah. that, I'm No, fine. I know, yeah. and I was just like, I am a very eligible person to yeah. lend a house to. Honestly, and for anything positive, you're an eligible person. <laughs> eligible <but>. person for <laughs> most things. Um, and so there's just cost of living and housing crises... There is still um, the Black Lives Matter sort of, I would call that like a crisis. We see police misconduct still fucking happening yeah. even when the attention is, I wouldn't say off it, but when the attention is like more widespread now and it doesn't have that huge sort of 2020-ish like Wait ACAB, it. like, you know, yeah. it's still um, Black Lives Matter or Asian Lives Matter. There's just, there's just. Racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say blanket racism is a crisis. <laughs> it yeah. is a crisis. It's just a crisis. And then uh, one that's quite topical that we've been talking about is like Ozempic and trending bodies. I feel like oh. that's just a crisis unto its own. Yeah. And as young women, we've lived through just like so many different eras of just that. Enough. Young yeah. men as well. But I'm just obviously I'm speaking from experience here. We have... The war in Ukraine or the Russia inv- Russia's invasion of Ukraine and then in general sort of tensions between mm. countries. Um, there was never, I don't think, going to be like a, oh, world peace yeah, sort of Yeah, total thing. resolve on that, yeah. Um, but it does just feel like that has then led to the supply chain crisis that we have spoken to, cost of living, etc., mm. etc., um, and then kind of on that, when we're talking about international relations, we just have the, like, total polarisation um, in the United States mm. in particular, but then echoed around the world. Like, you know, there's there's basically two – America is split in half, right? But New Zealand, we also have yeah. these communities that you expect to be fringe yeah. that are less fringe sometimes. And it's like this polarisation between nations and people – and just like human nature in general, would you do you think a perma crisis like pushes people off the fence? I guess in this case, politically towards like 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. Towards like being in separate camps, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're constantly trying to make sense of like all these different things and you don't have like religion or you don't have something bigger, you're going to go to conspiracies or you're going to go to people that, you know, for some people flat earth is a religion. That's what keeps them going. For some people being like anti-vax is like the thing that they can believe in and put their energy into. Mm. And it's like when you're running off anxiety – yeah. Sometimes the only thing that will anchor you, I think, Ooh. is having something to believe in. Okay, positive spin on this is yeah. that I, I hope, and maybe I'm speaking from my own experience here because I so feel... So we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we can ever do Or, like, how can I p- positively partake in this permacrisis? Yeah. And, and if, God, how can I riddle me r- that? That is That's my master's quest. degree. <laughs> Give me a scholarship back to university and I'll solve that for We'll you. send you to Oxford to... <laughs> For your thesis, how can one positively solve or um, solve. partake in the perma crisis? Yeah, cool. That's my watermelon quest. <laughs> um, is is to become more politically engaged, which to me is mm. actually quite a um, an intimidating thing. Yeah. Um, because even as like I don't know, hopefully a smart lady, mm. I find it intimidating to become heavily involved in public. A political discourse or oh, conversations because yeah. I, I think probably I'm afraid I'm not smart enough or don't know enough. Or we just watch what happened to Jacinda Ardern and like yeah. anytime, like God oh. forbid one of us ever wanted to be the fucking prime minister. And Heaven forbid God herself would be <laughs> looking after us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a religious plug itself. Um, <laughs> but it is to start, I've started signing more petitions mm-hmm. about the environment. There's like this awful like as a referendum, I don't know, like the the mayor in Tamaki Makoto is, is proposing massive cuts to funding in the arts, which is just going to fuck this city so bad. Yep. And I've been submitting to that. And I feel like sometimes it can feel super overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So like what's in my realm of like fucking things I can do to help. Yes. And I think that's it. And the other thing is like capitalism has got us working so much and making us so tired that on top of living in the perma crisis to have energy for political yeah. action is just like i have to cook dinner and sleep and ah <laughs> and ah and i'm making all this money for like the government and yeah. for the man and now i don't have time to fight them yeah <laughs> i know it's um yeah. I agree, and I also think, like, picking a few things that you really care about can lighten the load on you. For example, as you were talking about that, I am, like, I have an e-bike, and where I used to live, it was gorgeous because I could get to work safely because there was, thankfully, a bike lane. Mm -hmm. And now, where I live, there is no way for me to bike to work safely. There's, like, four-lane roads. I think I've spoken about this heaps. There's just no way. And then the mayor right now Mm. doesn't want like bike lanes doesn't like cyclists doesn't like bike lanes doesn't like public transport like oh. doesn't really like, to like the, the environment into a fucking multi-level car parking building yeah so it's just like picking little things like that that you can feel like you have a bit of control over mm. or you can feel like you can channel that feminine rage oh. into <laughs> or masculine rage or, away yeah <laughs> but <laughs> i think you've touched on something that's relevant about the perma crisis which is all of this chaos strips us of a feeling one feeling which is control Mm. so i feel like that the tonic to it is finding ways to gain back small elements of control into how you feel what you do and what you feel connected to Mm -hmm. i agree with that and i think we're lucky or i'm lucky because every day my control is that i see something shit i can write about it and let other people know about it and i feel like i'm doing something 
yours will be completely different to that. But if it is like signing petition or choosing to walk to work one day a week mm. or choosing to write to your like local person that you need to write to, I don't fucking know. Even mm. if it's a business, like I have friends that um, they're part-time their hobby is to like go on people's websites and check what their like environmental policy is and see if they're adhering to it and then if they're not email them be like oh hey. my god are you and serious that, no i'm That's serious the most gorgeous crusade i've no. heard in months and, and I, I think it was on a speed dating thing and, and everyone was like we were just going around the circle it's like what is something that other people might not not know about you or what's your weirdest hobby and they said this and I was like wow I would be so outdone by that I'd be like I've mm, I've got I can't compete no I Sam what's something that no one knows about you um everyone knows everything Everything. about me unfortunately especially my close friends sign up No, so yeah, finding little things that mm. you can do that make you like this. You are the center of your universe. Mm. You need to look after you first, protect your peace, and feel good in what you're doing, and take some control because no one else is going to give it to you. Unfortunately, in this world, in the perma crisis, no one's going to afford you any control. You got to take it. Oh, <laughs> put that on a stretch canvas <laughs> and hang it above my bed. No, I'm actually did at the way that when me and Belle get together I become this like philosopher version of myself I'm obsessed I love it I love softcore philosophy you know this about me if you read the newsy which I'd be shocked by now if you listen to this podcast and you don't subscribe no same or if you've stuck around this long without knowing what our vibe is like if you didn't read the newsy you'd be a bit like what the fuck this this, I thought this was a news podcast <laughs> why are they talking about Ukraine yeah <laughs> I guess, like, the whole political engagement thing feels like a practical, like, expression of trying to regain control. Mm. I think as well, like, I read this the other day, which I thought was quite interesting, which was about moving through various cycles of grief. And it was in response to the, like, climate chaos that's happened. But I think it actually can broadly relate to the perma crisis as well, which is shock, like a sense of like heroism, mm. like a honeymoon phase, and then hell, like the gnarly reality of what you're fucking living through. Disillusionment, which I mm. would argue that maybe, particularly in context of the pandemic, we're probably all in a little bit now. Um, and then we move into like adaptation. And I think that word is probably where the hope of this episode and out of the perma crisis stems. Like adaptation from like, the idea that architecture is going to start embedding climate action into the way yeah. cities are designed. Adaptation in the way that we're going to have to start building our houses different with, like, hurricane-proof glass. Mm. And even though that sounds fucking bleak, like, the fact that we're finally admitting and adapting to it, to me, seems encouraging. And adapting our lives, like, one of the sort of broadly known things that happens as a result of the perma crisis is people are finally like, I need to change my life. Mm. I want to live in a different lifestyle. Yep. I don't want to be like um, working 50 hours a week yep. and feeling completely ground down by my job. I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Yep. It's after like a perma crisis, yes. I would say declared. Sure. Yeah. Um, We've we see this huge period of change and that also um, affects art. Yes. So like a sort of knee-jerk response to this fucked up time is actually when a lot of the best art 
yeah. as well. And it gives you our favourite thing. It gives you perspective, which yes. unfortunately comes most of the time when you've mm. gone through something really fucked up. Mm. For all of us, we've gone through, as I just listed before, very yeah. helpfully, <laughs> a lot of fucked up things. And exactly what you were saying about adaptation just then is when I didn't really do that much reading about this because I knew that we would have a great chat and you would teach us all at the same time about the permacrisis. But the one thing I did read, I saw one positive take that was like, sometimes crisis, according to philosophers, is necessary to Mm. progress. And that is a very like radically accepting way of looking at (gasps) like all these shit things. And then you're like, right, but this means that hopefully off the back of this, Mm. like a phoenix rises from the ashes. (laughs) We've done there and I'm impressed. (laughs) As Belle and I constantly talk about phoenixing, when you go through this many incredibly shit things, literally the only thing you can do is rise out of it somehow. Mm. And hopefully the world is a collective. I mean, I've just talked about polarisation. I, I actually am a bit cynical about I don't think there will be a collective united global Imagine, order. Yeah, and the whole world rose yes. together like a phoenix from the it ashes. Knows. And we all sang Kumbaya and <laughs> we fucking got a cute haircut. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is something in that. It's like the only option here. Mm if you choose to take the control of it, is to adapt and is to progress. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that we all phoenix out the end of this fucking permacrisis. Yeah. And truly, if there's one thing that you take away from all of this, it's that we get one life. Unfortunately, a lot of ours has been living through our very own crises. I mean, the people that came before us had their own shit. Like, Mm. it's not just us. Also... Belle and I are sitting here in beautiful Aotearoa and Mm. we know that we're lucky to be sitting here and talking about that. Um, I saw Belle that you had written down, like, how do we make sense of this when there are literally kids in Ukraine that, you know, wouldn't be able to listen to this or to have the radical acceptance and things like that. And be like, wow, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's important to note. But, yeah, you have – you can only control you and you can only, like, do as much as – you can only make as much change, I think, as how good as good as you're feeling, if that makes sense. Like mm. you have to look after you and then, like Belle said, you can go and choose those things that you can control. And you just have one life and permacrisis, it can be there to help make you understand a feeling. It doesn't have to define that life though. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, this is reminding me of one of my favourite songs at the moment by Little Sims called Sing one- It. <laughs> Imagine. And the band is here to perform it. It reminds me of a song I wrote with my band. Oh, You'll get through yeah. this. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's by Little Sims called One Might One Life Might Just Live It. It's very. I think you'd love it. Oh, um, I play it on my way to work. What a great I feel wreck! Like a fucking she or walking to walking along the pavement to that but oh gorgeous sentiment can't do anything but echo it yeah i hope that um the end of this pod episode like phoenixes you out of like confrontation with the perma crisis into radical acceptance (laughs) and like permission and a quest to phoenix yes and i would finish off by saying if you need another song that makes you feel angry and then also Mm. good 
love it if we made it by the 1975. <laughs> Duh. Like, even in the name, like, I'd love it if we made it. I would love it if we made it through this. It's Uma actually crisis. a gorgeous sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I actually love this Because it's song. like, oh, wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be great yeah. if this worked out? Yeah. yeah. And I still think it might. I think it just might. <laughs> Stay tuned for the band's <laughs> cover of that song. <laughs> it's actually my dream to do a cover of that song with the band. Anyway... If you've loved this episode and if you want to see some behind-the-scenes stuff, um, first of all, become a Cisco supporter because then you can read all of Belle's words and you can be on the close friends list. And You're very lucky. And you should also go and subscribe to Culture Vulture because that's where Own the Feels is going to be and where the normal Culture Vulture, which slays anyway, um, lives. And thanks, Belle, for joining me on this quest. Oh, my God. A pleasure, a joy, an honour. Love to be here. See you next time for another deep, hilarious, (laughs) watermeloning, unpacking of other issues facing broader humanity. (laughs) Just such an easy quest. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.